Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show where we were joined uh, uh, by... Who were we joined by? Um, Lloyd Griffith. Yes. We commiserated. We put a consoling arm around his shoulder as his team left the league, uh, Grimsby Town, sadly. And I made him an offer. Which you did. he hasn't yet refused. No, that's true. Um, we had a bit of a chat about various things. We delved into the archive. Uh, off the back of a uh, sporting story, and we brought you uh, all of that. And uh, oh, you got involved with uh, things you'd broken uh, with a football. Absolutely, yeah. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Um, and we all said, well, I hoped that this would be a, a really exciting 5-4 thriller. Yeah. Lots of people, including you, said it would be a, a sort of boring nil-nil draw. For the first five minutes, I thought Chelsea might win 8-0 yeah. yesterday. And the first half was great, wasn't Amazing, it? Amazing, I mean, yeah. The conditions did for him in the second half, and uh, but certainly don't you for love, Chelsea. Don't you love a game in the rain? Oh, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? And yeah. it just never stopped. Watching Zidane mopping the water off of his coat at one point. He was in a right old state. It was, a, it was an exciting game, and I thought, I, you know... I, and Golo Kante is a fascinating footballer, isn't he? And and, mm. and uh, he was so good yesterday. And yeah. and he's he is more than just running around. Mm. But man, does he run around? Oh, he does. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't live with him, could he? Really? And and I thought that um, I thought Mount was sensational again. Pulisic had an absolutely brilliant yeah. game, didn't he? And and Timo Werner. And we were talking about this before, weren't we? That that miss. I was sort of wondering, is it because that was a League Two centre forward? Yeah. He'd have just tried to hammer that. That was mm. you know. If that had been me, I'd have tried to hit it as hard as I could. Yeah. If it had been an absolute great, a sort of Jimmy Greaves, he'd have just side-footed it in the corner. Yeah. Because Werner's not quite as good at that, mm. but he is better than a League Two. <laughs> that, that he's right in that little zone where he was it was going to get saved. Yeah. But he's such a key player for them, Werner. I don't, I don't have any worry about him at it, all. Well, it was the same miss as, uh, as Salah had in the first leg at, uh, at Anfield against the same keeper. And look, he's a good keeper. He makes him, he is big and he makes himself even bigger. Mm. But having said that, it, it comes on top of the, the, the one he missed. The, I know he scored, but the one he missed against West Ham, he stuck around the post. And did you see Thiago Silva's missus who was watching the game? No. Yes, yeah, the TalkSport website showed a little video of her. 
Um, and uh, she's watching the match and uh, saying, why do they keep missing? Why does Worm keep missing? <laughs> she thought his name was Worm. So um, Thiago Silva will be getting some clog in the dressing room today if his missus having a go. But it, look, you know, again, I, I saw him in the flesh at Tottenham uh, for Leipzig against Spurs and I thought he looked a great player. And when Chelsea signed him, I thought, oh dear, he's going to be great. And I, I still think he'll come good. I think he'll be good for them. But you think about it, he's, he's been a key part of getting Chelsea perhaps to the Champions League final. And that game is still open. Yeah. Isn't it? But also cementing fourth play they are definitely in the box seat to get fourth place he's mm. an absolute key part of that I have no fears of, of him now I don't want to uh, A we should uh, we should congratulate Michael Duff we Cheltenham. should yeah we spoke to Michael Duff the Cheltenham town manager on Monday um, he called for his lucky gilet at the weekend because they couldn't score a goal and as soon as he pulled it on they scored mm. and I, we did say to him on Monday myself and Andy will you wear it from the off tomorrow night and uh, sure enough he did and uh, they did secure a place in League One they, they did and did you see him dancing in the gilet mm. afterwards he really quite, quite, quite yeah it was quite like forceful a boxer beat it? I don't yeah. know what it was he was trying to do there but the old arms were pumping is that they? a type of dance boxer beat well I don't know it just reminded me wasn't it the dance at the band Joe Boxers did on boxer beat uh, the oh, kind of pumping of oh, the, oh, this you, is before your yeah, time I was going to say before <laughs> For your time, we'll go and, we'll go and look up. Go and look at their seminal appearance on on uh, on top of the pops, and you'll know what I'm talking now, about. Now, Peterborough United didn't get promoted yesterday. Yeah. They needed a win, and um, yeah. they they didn't win. One and if Adrian Heads. This is a heads gone, Adrian. If you're listening, if he's on brilliant. at four o'clock, uh, yeah. uh, someone called Nathan, Nathan Alban was tweeting about this. On our way, Peterborough two up inside 23 minutes. Some fans are celebrating. Posh are promoted with a win. Fireworks are going off outside the ground. Here's the scene at the Peacock Pub on London Road and there are lots of fans going. Posh are going up. Similar scene at Charters Pub on London Road. Lots more. The flares are lit. The bubbly's on ice. Next one, 45 minutes from the championship. Posh go into the second half. 2-1 up. Lincoln have won. Posh need a win to clinch promotion tonight as night falls. Posh fans are lighting up the London Road car park. The next tweet. The wait goes on. Full time, Posh 2, Doncaster 2. I love There's something great about and that's it's not great. an official social media account, but I when mean, when the opposition score, just these really sort of factual messages. If you're still a Donny do player as well, if you start seeing fireworks going off and your fans cheering, uh, you know, there's your team talk, mm. really. You probably put an extra spring in their step, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they, yeah. Listen, they, they will. I'm not going to crow. A, because they'll probably still do it. Yeah. And B, because we, the U's, still need? Need, a many, we need a point at Harrogate. Uh, a point at Harrogate. And yeah. they haven't got a lot to play for Harrogate. They're safe, aren't they're they? They're safe and they've got they're, the FA Trophy yeah. on Monday. And yeah. then we play Grimsby. So you've got to hope we can get a point well, at Grimsby, Harrogate. of course, playing without fear now, aren't they? They'll play, they'll look like no, PSG. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say anything. I well, just put, want put this to Lloyd a little bit later. Yeah. Now, um, as we said, uh, let's give the James Ward-Prowse mm. uh, springboard for this uh, uh, topic today. So James Ward-Prowse uh, in the start of the set today, talking about free kicks. I'd watch players like Beckham and Gerrard and Latisse execute free kicks to perfection. I'd go straight into the back garden, try and replicate <laughs> it and smash the poor bloke's greenhouse over the back. Yeah. So I thought, you know, there will be lots of smash windows, right? Yeah. But, but could we build an inventory between all of us? Mm. How many people listen to this? Millions of people listen oh, yeah. to this, don't they? Quite safely. Tens of millions of people. <laughs> well, so, okay. about that, but hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Hundreds Literally of tens of people. <laughs> yeah. But but can we build an inventory of all the things that we have broken with a football? Yeah. So like once we've got one 
Look, I'm going to give windscreen. Last yeah. minute of a game against Car Shorten with one nil up. The whistle goes, but I absolutely clear this ball beautifully over the fence, just uh, you know, in Chiswick where the poly play, and it landed right on the windscreen of a Vauxhall Corsa, yeah. smashed. So that's it. We don't need any windscreens. Okay. What are you bringing? I'm going to the table? take out uh, porcelain ducks. Okay, a pair of porcelain <laughs> ducks. I only took one of them out, but I took the beak off one of the ducks playing with a tennis ball in, in the house when I was about nine. And on summer holidays, mum and dad weren't in, they were out. So I went down the shops, bought some glue, glued the beak back on, and it wasn't really until my mum moved last year, long after my dad had died, that I came clean and said, you know, it's that rough edge on that beak. <laughs> no one had ever noticed it. So it was, I've taken porcelain ducks out of the game. OK, Rookery Mike, a friend of the show, um, Watford podcaster, my brother and I knocked a hand-painted plate off the wall. It had been imported from Holland and was apparently very precious. Our punishment was brutal. We were due to go to our first England match at Wembley that evening. I thought you were going to say they were bought Watford yeah. season tickets. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. There was no going back. But we were due to go on our first England match at Wembley that evening, the Yugoslavia 89. To our horror, we were kept at home. Wow. So there we are. No more plates. We need no more plates That's for the it. inventory. Yeah, we'll just build an inventory. We are. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Uh, Daniel has been in touch on the, <clears throat> the uh, um, uh, issue of things you've broken with a football. Mm. Um, I once hit one from 30 yards. It went miles over the bar and kept going going into the adjoining road straight through an open sunroof and broke the driver's nose. Oh, no. I felt so bad. It was probably the hardest I've ever struck the ball. I mean, that is, <laughs> I mean, that is some accuracy, that. that I'm, I'm definitely, you know, kicking balls into moving vehicles by accident is, is excellent. Simon mm. says, I've broken many things. Probably the best is a pram without baby at the time, thank goodness. After making a clearance, the ball flew into the pram and it collapsed. I carried on. I looked over five minutes later to see a lady carrying a baby and someone else <coughs> carrying the pram. There we are. <laughs> and quick one from Matt in Epping. When I was 10, my mum and dad bought a uh, Lauren Hardy garden statue. Oh, yes. That was in the garden for less than an hour before both heads were gone. <laughs> the headless statue still sits in their garden as a no-ball games reminder, 23 years on. Matt, thank you. So we're adding to the list. We've got an inventory of things you've broken with a football. Windows, so James Ward-Prowse kicked us off with the, the, the beak off of a porcelain duck. Max, yeah, you wind were screens. windscreens. Yeah. Now we've got noses. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Some Jedi Nide says, took the fishing rod off next door's garden gnome with a banana shot. It's yeah. impressive to take just the rod yeah. off. Isn't I it? remember that's how Rivellino started. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. 37 years ago, when I was five, my Uncle Kev broke my arm with a fierce penalty in the garden. <laughs> To this day, he says it was mine to save. That's, that's not the angle you think he'd take, really. We are looking for things that were broken by a football. Um, I broke a police station window, and we, we'll allow that extra window because yes. it's a special window. Yeah. With an absolute rocket. Ran away instantly, said Simon. Uh, Mum marched me back to apologise. The way that in the old days, mums used to march, <laughs> mums and dad would march you back. Yeah. Holding your ear, I presume. <clears throat> made me put five pounds in an envelope to contribute to the cost. Uh, Daniel says, and it's a plate, but we'll allow it for the scene. My mum's decorative plate smashed it, kicking an indoor football around the living room. I managed to balance the pieces back together until one day we were all sat in the living room <laughs> and it just collapsed before our eyes <laughs> so do keep those coming talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J we're building an inventory of things that you have will top up the total uh, financial terms things you have broken with a football the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport the spring is finally here and the Talksport shop is open with all your favourite items at a discounted price 
there's back of the net fun with Talksport branded footballs. Yeah, you can uh, smash the next door neighbour's uh, greenhouse yeah. with one of them. Uh, get us send some, one to him absolutely. and he can blame the kids. <laughs> exactly, that'll get us some coverage. Want to get us some more listeners? Cover up with a Talksport branded face mark. Curl up with a Talksport branded mug and book. Head to talksport.com forward slash shop today. Terms and conditions apply. That's true. If it's a branded football, you put mm. it through someone's window. Yeah, if you could do that. Should we, I'm not sure. Check Whose the terms, window would you check put the terms and conditions yeah. if you, you can't. You can't come back to us afterwards no, and blame our, us. Not our fault. We didn't tell you it? to do it. Go, on, go, go, on, go up your own end and play. I know your mother. <laughs> go, on, go on, go and repeatedly bang a ball against her fence. See how she likes it. Have you heard that over the years? Oh, yeah. It's always, oh, yeah. It was playing football in the streets gone by the time. No, no, no. We, we had the churchyard mm. at the bottom of the, yeah. uh, one end of the street. And uh, we had Lloyd's Bank car park. That was a good one. Simon says, I broke yeah. my mum's nose with a football. My mate was in the garage door. It's a wow. great goal. A garage door is a great goal. It's a great isn't it? noise, yeah. isn't it? The, a, tin, the tin, the tin garage Good noise door, and yeah. it's a good shape of a Unless goal. This is your garage. Exactly. She was halfway down the drive talking to the neighbour over the wall. Great yeah. scene. It's a great mid-80s scene. That Lovely. Caught it clean, glasses off, claret all over. Needless to say, my <laughs> mate had to go home. He's st- yeah. still bitter about it. He's got to go. Peter couldn't stay for tea now. <laughs> he has to go home. Home. But when I when I, when I had sleepovers, basically Matthew, uh, you know, when we woke Dad up playing mm. football and yeah. he had work in the morning, um, he would he <clears> would send George <throat> and James. He would they could oh, stay because yeah. they lived far away. But Matthew and Clive would have to go home because it was just down the road. Two All in right. the morning. So the other you go. Two in the morning. Yeah. He'd send them back. Yeah. Well, he didn't mess about. Brutal. Did no, he? he didn't. The good doctor. Yeah. Now there's a storm of brewing in the world of. Um, uh, the Olympics, because yeah. athletes uh, will not be allowed to take a knee or protest against human rights abuses on the podium at uh, Tokyo 2020 or uh, Beijing 2022 Olympics. Apparently, they have polled two-thirds of competitors and, and they have said that uh, they support the ban that's in place for these kind of overt protests. This hasn't played well with everybody. There's been some kickback. Uh, the EU Athletes Union have said there is no survey that could change the fact that the freedom of speech and expression are universally recognised human rights that athletes enjoy. And it, uh, normally at this point of the show, we delve into the My Sporting Life archive at the excellent Danny Kelly uh, fronted show and we'd hear from one of uh, the great sports people of the past talking about their life story but um, Danny was on with uh, with uh, for Jim should I say earlier on so we're going to give him a little bit of a break now man's got to relax so Hasn't we've delved into our own archive mm-hmm. Max and uh, Andy and I were very lucky to speak to one of the men involved in probably the most famous um, podium well, I say the most famous, not messy, not be mealy mouth. It is the most famous. It's, uh, it's absolutely iconic yeah. picture, isn't it? 1968, uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith raising a black gloved fist as a uh, a human rights salute uh, alongside uh, the also protesting wearing a, a, hu- a human rights badge, um, Peter Smith, the, the Australian, was on the podium with them. So um, we delved in the archive and we're going to hear from John Carlos uh, and take you back to 68. Um, as it's still resonating now. And we started by asking him uh, why there was more shock at what him and Tommy Smith did from within the United States than there was from other countries. That particular time in the United States, you have to take into account, it was only one media, the right-wing media, and they put their spin on it to intimidate society relative to what they were watching on TV or what they saw in the stadium that particular day. It didn't give that much cushion because it was so in your face. You know, this is the first time anything on planet Earth, anything like that has happened. Mm. And then they put a spin on it. It kind of corrupted the people's thought process in terms of thinking for themselves and evaluating what they just experienced. 
So, you know, you show you how great God is 44 years later. Here we are. Many people are coming back to realize that this was just what it was intended to be, which is a humanitarian uh, statement to society. Do you remember when you and Tommy first discussed the idea of doing it? I tell you, was this after you both <coughs> won medals? Uh, no, we actually discussed it at the quarter semi, the race just before the final. In terms of uh, wanting to make a statement, you know, we were disenchanted about the fact that the boycott was called off. We didn't get enough individuals that felt it was necessary mm. to, you know, make a statement in regards to uh, the perils of society. Uh, and I just told Mr. Smith, I felt like uh, I wanted to make a statement. What was your thought about it? He said, I'm with you. Then from that point on, we began to uh, talk about what artifacts we had to bring to the table, such as the gloves or the scarf or the bead or the shirt, uh, lack of shoes and so forth, to symbolize what we were saying relative to society at mm. that particular time. Wow. So they weren't sure quite what to do and how to do it. It's yeah. interesting. And impossible it? to think of the the power and the significance of doing it, the implications of what it would be for them, and yeah. also just the long-term effect of, of being part of that image is quite they extraordinary. Would have, they, they would have known. They would mm. have known the heat it would have put on them. Uh, and it did Pete and Norm as well, the, the Australian who, you know, was kind of ostracised when he went back to yeah, Australia. Yeah, fascinating. His story is fascinating yeah. as well, isn't it? So um, then we asked uh, John Carlos, was there any significance uh, to uh, Tommy having his uh, right fist in the air and Johnny's left and whether it, it was a suggestion of Peter Norman, the Australian who won silver and who also showed solidarity on the podium with them? No, actually, we had one pair of gloves. And Peter's suggestion was, well, if it's one pair of gloves, Tommy, you take with gloves uh, that you choose because it was Tommy's gloves. Right. Uh, and I took what was left. So not uh, the story then that you'd forgot your gloves. That's not uh, true. That's uh, fictitious. Right. You know, okay. So many people came in and <laughs> created so many stories. They never really got to the truth. They just wrote mm. the story to make it look good. And people often wonder about Peter's attitude to it, but he was completely supportive of it, wasn't he? Oh, 1,000%. You know, when you take into account, you know, you have to take into account that when we returned from the Olympic Games, we, meaning the three of us, uh, we came back to the United States. You know, we knew what the United States' attitude was, big business, the government. Everyone's attitude was very negative towards us. So we took a licking. I had to keep on ticking. Uh, Mr. Smith would get beat down. They'd get tired of beating him. Let's go find John Collins. Beat him. They'd beat me down, and Mr. Smith get a chance to rest. But in essence, with Mr. Norman, with Australia being parallel to South Africa in terms of attitude towards people of color, just merely because he wore a button that said Olympic Project for Human Rights, they beat him down 24-7. He didn't get a relief time. But with our respect and always admire and love about Mr. Norman is that he never backed away. Mm -hmm. He never denounced what he stood for. He never denounced us. He never walked away or turned away from us. He carried it to the end. And that's, that's rare. And the other story that people say is that you and Tommy had your medals taken away, but that's not true. You Fictitious, fictitious, just propaganda that they put out for the last 44 years to intimidate young individuals to tell them, hey, we have these blinders on you. We don't want you to be concerned about society. We don't want you to be concerned about your parents. All we want you to be concerned about is the golden carrot. Uh, no, they never took our medals, but they intimidated everyone else to tell them if you step out of the circle and think for yourself, we will penalize you and take your medal away. And it took a, port, uh, a sporting toll on all of their careers, sure. understandably. I think in the end, John Collis went off and sort of tried out in the NFL draft, you know, because he was a bit of a pariah in the world of athletics. It was, they, yeah, they an awful lot of heat on them. And the, 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 probably the most moving thing he said was at the end, we, we asked him if he's ever regretted it. Was there a moment uh, since the salute that did he ever regret what he did? 
No, you know, it's never been a regret about what I did. If if I could change anything, would be uh, to think more clearly through uh, the process in terms of how to protect my wife and kids better. You know, being a young individual, you think that when you stand up for what you believe in, you know reprisal is coming. You would think that would come directly to you. Uh, I didn't think anything about them attacking my wife or attacking my kids in the way they did. Uh, and my wife took her life. My kids had to endure a lot in the school systems throughout the United States. And uh, that's the only thing that I say I would think through further in terms of how better I can protect my wife and kids. But other than that, if my wife had to die a thousand times over, so be it. She'd have had to die a thousand times over. So so be it with my kids. They had to endure it. And I endured what I endured. And I would do it a thousand times over again because it was necessary. I feel that I was born June 5th, 1945 to make my appearance October 16th, 1968. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Incredible bravery. Yeah. Ed Moses, interestingly, in the Guardian today, in the Times, rather, Rick Broadbent chatted to him saying, look, I think the IOC could have chosen to be on the right side of history and embrace the type of things that matter to young people today. Look at history. The IOC was set up by a bunch of elitists. That was 1896, 125 years on. The IOC is still wrapped up in that elitist attitude and they will defend that at all costs. And you should probably listen to Ed Moses about yeah. these kind of things. But that's right. But, uh, I mean, that the, the survey, I think people want to drill down into that survey and see how that figure was arrived at. But it seems they say the majority of our Athletes don't want that to happen and the rule stays in place. But I think you may find some people when they're on the podium will be as brave as John Carlos and mm-hmm. Tommy Smith were and they'll they'll do what they want to do. At the moment, they haven't said what the sanctions will be. They're deciding what the sanctions will be. But we will watch this space. So there we are, dipping into the archive. The incredible man. Real honour to meet John Carlos when he popped into the studio and saw us. It must be about seven or eight years ago now. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. <laughs> Yes, it is Paul Hawksby and Matt Rushton here on Talk Sport. We are building an inventory of things you have broken with a football. Lots of shed windows, uh, including uh, Tim the Wolves fan. I broke my Sega Mega Drive by knocking it off the table. I was bouncing a football off my bedroom wall, pretending I was Jim Layton. I missed the ball. Is that a gag? <laughs> I, uh, the TV survived, so not all bad. I hope if he was pretending to be Jim Layton, he put the Vaseline on his eyebrows. <laughs> he really Jim Layton and, perfected. And, and removed a couple of his teeth. Um, but anyway, keep those coming. Talk Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. We're talking British wrestling as an all-party uh, parliamentary group in the world of British wrestling with a serious uh, side to it, which we'll tell you about later on. But before that, um, of course, we, we were celebrating with uh, Michael Duff and his magic gilet um, a little bit earlier on at Cheltenham. But it's one of Roald Dahl's classics, it, it, that, isn't it? It's brilliant, isn't it? I love it. The illustrations are fantastic. <laughs> really good. But not such good news for Grimsby. Their relegation confirmed. But it was good to see our old mate Lloyd Griffith... Uh, the Grimsby fan, uh, comedian, TV presenter, and actor, of course, uh, being positive on social media. Uh, he joins us now. Lloyd, good afternoon. Hello? Hello, Hello. Lloyd. Commiserations, was, what, we should say. Was I, being, was I being positive? I was about to say, you weren't well, being entirely positive at well, times. I mean, yesterday. I had an absolute tirade <laughs> last night. I, well, honestly. I, I mean, I, maybe I didn't see... The Paul sar- is a very glass-half-full guy, The Lloyd. sarcasm. I didn't I didn't notice the, the, the sarcasm in so much faith in Hurst to build a solid team in 117 oh, yeah. days, a decent amount of pre-season friendlies, the rebuild starts. Now, you, you weren't being positive. It wasn't a rallying call. You were what? taking the mickey, were you? 
No, 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 no. That was positive this morning. Oh, okay. The bug fast had worn off. But last night, crikey, Moses, I was up. You know, my thumbs were sore um, by the end of it. But yeah, we, we went down. We went down. We're going to the oh, National League again. Man. And uh, it's, 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 it's really sad. Oh, it's so sad, isn't it? I mean, it's a long time since Cambridge went down to the conference. We were there for a long time. It's yeah. The worst thing about it is it's so hard to get out of the damn thing. Yeah. And, and also, like, the teams that are there now. And I, I, I genuinely think that we should be okay the next season we've got new owners taking over hopefully next week the current um, owner um, I think is being chased out of town as we speak um, and so I just think that we'll be able to build a new team Paul Hurst is staying um, but there's a lot of decent teams in there you just got to look at Wrexham just been bought by two Hollywood stars you've got Chesterfield well it obviously depends who, who stays you know stays down there next season but it is. We've been there before. It's a difficult league to get out of, obviously, with only two going off. So um, we've just got to hope and pray that everything goes our way. You yeah. said as we speak, as if you were just looking out of the window and actually watching him yeah. be chased <laughs> out of Grimsby. <laughs> it's, it, the, the thing is that, I mean, you know you know people at the club and, and probably some people may lose their jobs. It, 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 the club lose money in terms of, sort of, I think, in sort of youth development when you go out yeah, of the absolutely. league. It's, it is really tough, not just from a fan's point of view. To being a, it, you know, it's tough on a lot of people at the club yeah we've got quite a few really good youngsters that have come through in the last few years Matty Pollock Max Wright Harry Clifton uh, they've all come through the, the the academy and the academy kind of I'm not sure what will happen monetary wise over the next few weeks months or, or, or years or so but that that money goes the EFL you get money from the EFL in mm. order to develop your academy that that goes so you know there are going to be obviously conversations we've got two or three young lads that we've got offers out for the scholars that hopefully they'll sign for next season but there's just that uncertainty that level of uncertainty and i don't want to turn this into a massive uh, kind of like rant but you know we just weren't looked after by the current owners who are currently being chased down the a180 you know the, the paul hurst when he came back <laughs> there was a really funny tweet whereby it was summed up by the balls that they're in the training ground but were, were out of shape and they weren't round. I mean, that's just... How <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous is that? Yeah. Like, if you can't... If you're too tight to oh, buy no. actual round balls, then I don't think you do belong in the football league. You just see your star so, striker just doing that. Job lock. Throw it in the air didn't and watch have, it spin and go, no, that's an egg. Didn't Put that Gil- aside. It didn't have Gilbert written on the side of them. Maybe they just it bought the wrong Gilbert, ones yeah. from Sports Direct. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go amiss. I mean, there was talk of like we we were the first club to get um, we were the first club to get fined for breaching COVID protocols, which is not funny whatsoever. Um, but it just turns out like they were just playing like there was a darts board and they're just people were allowed to play darts do you know what I mean so it's just management from the top you know hasn't hasn't helped but there's two new uh, Grimsby Town fans that, that are coming in that are happy have already bought the balls they're, they've not even taken the club over yet and they bought new <laughs> balls so uh, hopefully that's you know one positive we can take is that we're going into the next season uh, with with new round balls the other, the, I mean the other thing to always remember about supporting a lower league team is and, and you know we are at the other end oh, of league uh, we no I mean like, I'm, we're, we're yeah, the, no, I know where you are I know where you are yeah, Max I'm you're, you on Twitter mate you're on your way out you're moving I, north I need you to do us a favour if we don't get a point at Harrogate Lloyd because we've got you last day of the season you'll be playing with fear but, but ultimately I'm excited about potentially being in league one but it doesn't really make <laughs> a really difference to do this to him now? No, 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 listen, no, 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 listen, one. listen, everybody. It <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's Lloyd Griffith, it's LloydGriffith.com for ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to no, go, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're in the conference or 
League Two or League mm. One, and really as a fan, because it doesn't change who you support. It doesn't it doesn't change your love for the club. Obviously, you want to be successful. Mm. I I don't. It, you know, it's been years since Cambridge did anything good, mm. and it's I've had a lovely time this season. And I know I'm, I'm not saying that to rub it in, but if they were eleventh, I'd still love them. And and that, that's what being a lower league fan and probably being a football fan is yeah. about, right? Yeah, 100%. And don't get me wrong, I've loved supporting Grimsby Town in, in League 2. I mean, I'd love us to be in League 1. I'd, I'd, I'd love them if they were 11th. I'd love them if we were 22nd by the end of the season. But, you know, we, we are going down into the, into the football conference and it's 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 a massive difference, though, between between League 1, League 2 and then the conference. Huge, huge difference. Just looking at the teams that you've got to play mm. next year. Like, oh my crikey, like Kingsland, Wealdstone, Weymouth, not taking anything away from these teams. Mm. I mean, they're, they're there for a reason you know but i would just love that that i just love mediocrity if i'm being brutally honest you know <laughs> yeah. of just being mid mid bottom of league one do you know what yeah. i mean like i'd love to be a swindon kind of a team that are just you know just pop up on down every, every now and then a, a lovely little yo-yo team but we haven't and we're doing that with with, with the wrong end of the table one really. of my so i am Sorry, Lloyd. One of my favourite moments of the season was watching Grimsby away on iFollow uh, Cambridge, and the commentator said, "You know, Tonda. Uh, I think your left back or someone is like quite a Matty promising. Pollock. Is it a promising yeah. player? Like Matty Pollock. Yeah. He's a promising player. There'll be scouts looking at him, and he just looked up, and then he just side footed the ball out of play. And the timing <laughs> of the commentary was so perfect. good. <laughs> it was so perfect. And another, Matty Pollock, Matty Pollock, son of Jamie Pollock. Oh, well. he's a centre back." He's a centre-back. I think he's 19 or 20 years old. He's mm. been one of our key players this season. He is our... Right, he's a centre-back, OK? Just bear that in mind. He's our centre-back. He's our top scorer, OK? He's our top scorer this season with three goals, I think. Oh, I know, he's just been overtaken. He had three goals. He was our top scorer. He's been injured since February. That's where we're, that's where we're looking at. Do you know what I mean? Like a 19-year-old lad who's been injured since February was our top scorer until actually Lenny scored a goal last night. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, hopefully he doesn't, he doesn't uh, get a move and he, like, he, he fancies um, taking on uh, Kingsley in a way. You'll have to adjust a few of the uh, uh, tour dates to towns where Grimsby could be playing on. Some of those, it's the chance to go to new grounds you've never been to before. Look at the positives. Well, all joking aside, I, I'm doing uh, Lyme Regis, which I think is not two a million miles away from Weymouth. So, mm. um, if you fancy that, if you want to join the other four people who've got tickets, <laughs> well, let's put that you know right now. I wish, I wish, I wish that was a joke as well. I've got two couples coming to see me in Lyme Regis. It's not a big venue; most of them are sold out all around the country. Lyme Regis, I've genuinely sold four tickets. I come, on, Lime Lime Regis. Regis. come on, Lime Regis! Come on, September the thirtieth. Why don't we? Why don't we lay on a coach, Max? Okay, we'll I'm take. In. Oh, I'm in. We'll take all the talk sport listeners, and we know, and all the, all the talk yeah. sport we'll staff. We surely could what take da, all of day, our what listeners. What day is it? Is it a day we're working? It's, I mean, who knows? Uh, it's um, me, you, Andy, Charlie. Uh, all it's go September down. the thirtieth, Lime okay. Regis Marine Theatre. It's a nice place, Lime Regis, isn't it? All right, I'm in. It's a Thursday night, and then if you want to do Great Torrington the next night as well, if I'm honest, they're the two that haven't done very well. I'll organise the coach. Don't you worry about that. Organise the coach. We um, just fill it. In, then, in return, Lloyd, yeah. our vets team are looking for a keeper. You know, can you commit to Saturdays for the oh, next yeah, three or what's four your, years? Yeah, what's your budget? It, you, it, I think it's about, you have to pay 150 a year and a, a tenner a game. 
I'm, uh, I'm busy that Saturday. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not coming to London Regis yeah, then. In that case, I think you'll find it, those those two couples. Anyway, uh, we wish you well, Lloyd. And uh, you can check you. out, uh, go and see not just a pretty face tour. It's all been rescheduled, but uh, there's a special need in Great Torrington, the Plough Arts Centre, <laughs> and Lyme Regis. Uh, beyond that, it's all going... It sounds so of, desperate. A lot of them are sold out, I see. Most of them are sold out. Yeah, well, yeah, look, I don't want to sound <laughs> too surprised. Yeah, all. that's right. I see quite a few people are the coming. The majority of them... It, if you want to come to Sheffield, you can. Do you know what I mean? Or um, I can't remember the other ones that are sold out. Grimsby, obviously. Yeah. Link, they're all sold out, but great Torrington and Lime Regis. Cannot slip it enough. If you fancy it, please, <laughs> please. I really need this more than football league status. Brilliant. Cheers, Lloyd. Thanks Cheers, very much. Mate. Cheers, lads. Take care. Yeah, yeah, yeah LloydGriffiths.com and uh, go and check him out on Twitter. All the dates are there. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. I'm watching Lloyd Griffiths. Goalkeeping showreel. Oh yeah, because you. you well, we're looking for. It sounds we're like looking... he was looking for some kind of appearance fee. Well, I know. Which well, I take it at your level. I've you just been chatting to him, and I'm just, you know. I... You know, you don't want to bring it. You know, when you bring a new player into a club, yeah, right. There's a bit. Well, you don't think he'll fit in as a person. Well, no, I think you, I think he'll definitely fit in as well. I just, you know, goalkeeper's an important position. Yeah, it's a good level of football. I what's, think. What's I, he looking? What have you? What's your assessment? Of he him? looks very good, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's, he looks, but on a show, real people do, don't they? They do. Yeah. Don't you haven't got one so, of him like sort of Matt, throwing maybe, one in? Maybe the listeners can help. Have you ever seen Lloyd at a charity game? Should I be pursuing this? Yeah. You know, it's an interesting. That's just has what he got, happened. Has he got a rick in him? This is the uh, this is the question. I think every goalkeeper. At this level as a, as a Rick in them don't they yeah. But, uh, yeah I'm interested to know if anyone can give me any scouting reports or any sort of 38 year old plus goalkeepers maybe this is an abuse of power Paul but I'm looking for one okay you know, so to help scouting out the poly reports vets. on Lloyd well, yeah. he's played enough games hasn't he the celebrity games Absolutely, and stuff where yeah. people are going to watch them yeah. so um, now I've got yeah. an issue uh, we're building this inventory of things you've broken with a football yeah. and we said we just want one of each yeah. Gareth has been in touch to say I broke the head off a porcelain duck <laughs> well, in my 
done, parents' living room. I've done porcelain. Who I, took, <laughs> I took the beak off one. You did. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of So we can't, for. I didn't tell them, but assumed they'd figure out as I fixed yeah. it using woefully inna- inappropriate glue and it looked awful. It was still there until very recently, never been discussed. Yeah, mine I'm was 42. It's quite hard to there pick these are. subtle bits of gluing up. This is a nice one from, uh, put the name on this. I was camping with a mate of mine uh, mm-hmm. years ago in Bournemouth in a big right. six-man tent and decided to have a penalty shootout. What, a six-man tent? Yeah, using the side as a tent as a goal. Right, right. okay. Uh, Our neighbours camping next door to us consisted of a family, a mum, dad, the three kids, all sat cross-legged on the uh, freshly cut grass watching the juicy steaks um, sizzling, (laughs) apparently. Is that the right one? I've got to find the right one there. I'm just going to preview that so I can read it all. No, I can't do that. We have some technical issues. Oh dear! Here do you want me moment. to read one while you're whatever no, you're right, doing? We'll get there in a minute. Okay, right, fine. I know you're quite keen on this story. Where's he gone? Well, I don't know, but I'll read you, Mr. Brightsides, just for a sec before we get back oh, to yeah. the sizzling barbecue. Don't touch that dial. While on holiday in Galway, says Stevo, I took the TV aerial clean off next door's static caravan, ah. punting in American football. Unfortunately, they didn't see Ray Houghton's wonder goal v Italy or the funny. God, it matter of all oh, the yeah. goals to miss in the static caravans of. Galway. Yeah. Have you found it yet, Paul? What are the you stat- doing? It wasn't that, uh, that was, yeah, the Daniel O'Donnell album, wasn't it? The Daniel <laughs> yeah. Ca- Caravans of Galway. Here we go. Mike says, a dad went to kick the ball back to us in the park. Mm. He went to bend the ball around his toddler. Needless to say, he failed and blasted the ball straight into his son's face, lifting him a foot off the ground in the process. <sighs> There we are. I mean, I have no further. We believe the toddler is okay. John has shed a bit more light on Michael Duff's um, post-promotion dance yesterday. Okay, yes. He said it's years of perfection in the making. If you see the post-match celebrations of Burnley's uh, playoff win in 2009, he does the dance there. It's quite an... It's quite aggressive yeah, it's pumping. Quite, it's quite aggressive it's, pumping. Isn't it's it? like it's like he's, he's gone for a night out with friends. As it is, it's like um, it was a bit techno, techno, wasn't it? Really, but it's very good. I mean, he's he's a good mover, lovely mover. Craig says, Max, thirty-nine-year-old, former semi-pro keeper in Hemel. If that helps, oh. Craig the Goon. Okay, now this is getting interesting. Now, you so suddenly the, they're all lining up to play for right, you. Okay. Aren't they? Let's take his number down. Are you message. the captain of this team? No, or? I'm not actually. Are you in no. a position to start? I mean, no. I will just I'll just pass the details okay. on. It's not. Up to me. Um, schoolyard, swivel turn, half volley, isn't it? Says he doesn't say that, but he might as well have done. This is John. Straight past the diving Ian Hall. Ah, oh, yes. 2 um, 1 up. Um, straight to Mrs. Franklin and smashed her tea and saucer. Ah, oh, dear. Great goal, Watson. See me in detention is uh, <laughs> is what Mrs. Franklin said because she was she didn't say much, but what she did say she meant. Of course, absolutely right. Roy says my brother smashed our shed window, so we mm. put a ladder over it, placed a ball on the roof of the shed, making sure my mum was in the kitchen window. He asked me to get the ball. The ladder goes through the window. Mum <laughs> sends me to bed. I am affected forty years later. That is a stitch up there, isn't wow. it? By your brother, outrageous behaviour. Yeah. We're still never going to know what happened at the barbecue. Well, we, unless you can find it somewhere, I've completely lost it. I may have just inadvertently, because it was quite long, All it right. meant I had to I scroll understand. down. Yes. And in yeah. to scroll this, down, this, I think I may have got rid of it. It's breaking the fourth wall, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I had a broken rib and ankle from a football. The rib was broken when uh, the opposition player took a free kick and hit my chest, and the ankle was broken when I hit a ball at the. Well, nothing. Well, things got broken. Parts of the body got broken. It's not quite the same, is it? I mean, well, I, we I feel mean, sorry for you all these years on, but uh, I think we're looking for um, articles. Well, no, I quite like the. We've done the one with the woman who the, the bloke who. <laughs> 
who broke his granny. Oh, did yeah, what happened to him? That? Where did the granny go? He took his nan out, didn't he? <laughs> she was already had a broken leg. I took out my... I took out my grandma. She had uh, broken her leg and was on crutches. <laughs> this is from Chris. Um, I said, uh, Gran, look how hard I can kick the ball. And I got it wrong, miscued it, and took my gran's uh, crutch from under her. Oh. She fell over and broke her wrist. <laughs> but she still loves me. Of course she does, Chris. She's your, she's your gran, isn't she? Yeah. So thank you for all those. You can go and keep them coming. Talksport.com, mm. text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Um, a, a tag team of... Durham and Goffey has been uh, talked up by uh, one of the listeners. I mean, we talked earlier on, we talked wrestling and we thought... Yeah, the talk sport wrestling. The Tartan throwbacks, Brazil and <clears throat> McCoist, yeah, they take on, good. as he calls them, crybaby Durham and Goffey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I think laughs> I'd buy a ticket for that at the Balls Pond swimming bars. Yeah, why not? Would we try and be the purists? Like the, there was um, Vic Faulkner and Burt Royal. They okay. were and they were great technicians. A bit like uh, Sean and, Michaels and Marty Janetti for my yeah, generation. I, I, I don't know what... What you're talking no, about? I don't know what you're wrestling, talking about wrestling either. stops, but exactly, we're, we're, we're miles apart, chasm. But the same thing, yeah. We'd be but technically great. excellent. So what would happen when you went and watched them? They would kind of get out of a hold, or they'd, they'd do something, and they'd get applause. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah what? It was like great, great. T- they weren't booed or cheered; yeah. they were applauded I, for the I'm happy to do. I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, are you suggesting? I mean, it would be a big story if you and I became a tag team. <clears> you know, Jacobs, Baker, be... Glenn Denning would be. There would be the ripple effect. Charlie of that, would be isn't... good. Charlie would be great. He'd be. He'd really sh- show up to the audience, wouldn't he? He'd, yeah. he'd, he'd be. He'd be getting it by old ladies <laughs> with umbrellas, wouldn't he? Charlie would be. I think he'd love it definitely. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we'll keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet. He sent it again, Rich and Crew. I was camping with a mate of mine years ago in Bournemouth in a big six man tent. I decided to have a penalty shootout. This is where we left the story. So yes. Do carry on, Max, before I get I thought rid you were going to break. I thought you were going <laughs> to. It's not that good. <laughs> no, we're not reading it. <laughs> Using the side of the tent as a goal, our neighbours camping next door to us consisted of a family of mum, dad, and three kids, all sat cross legged on the freshly cut grass, watching their juice. Juicy steaks gently sizzling away on the barbecue. First penalty, and I've gone the whole waddle. I've sent it flying over the tent, smack bang, right into the middle of the barbecue, smashing the whole thing to pieces, tossing the steaks into the fresh grass cuttings. The whole thing seemed to happen in slow motion. My blood went cold. The guy had steam coming from his ears. I apologised profusely, but could still still see he was still seething. I bought him a new barbecue the following day wow. after he had calmed down. By then, he saw the funny side. We it's got an, there in the a, end. It's an epic, isn't, isn't it? it? Absolutely. Well done, Richie. Yeah. I'm sorry I lost it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Here we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Birthday spread, of course. Yeah. Well, producer Jamie said they should put it back to nil-nil. Right, I find that you incredibly felt insulted, patchy, didn't you? No, I'm a legacy birthday spreader. Good. And I believe we should all... One day, I'll go in front. And it'll be a huge moment you keep dreaming spread. Um, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 